0: Welcome to The Wonderland, a podcast with coaches Amanda Jones and Alex Linares. Listen in as they drop down the rabbit hole to explore reality, suffering, and awakening. Leave your worries and fears behind and get ready for a taste of The Wonderland. Welcome to episode twenty-six of the Wonderland. What are you afraid is true? I will start with a quote uh, about the shadow, and it says, "Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate." By Carl Jung, and this is a very famous one. A very um, a lot of us were introduced to this very early uh, in our, in our seeking. And, and it, it's one of those quotes that I can put one to task, uh, to start digging. And, and that's not, um, that's not what, what we're proposing here today. Uh, but it's really around, a a, a broader inquiry, uh, when, when things feel heavy or, overwhelming or or there's uh there's a lot of fear in in our lives and and kind of a, a an entry point into investigation um very very directly and this question came up during one of your courses amanda and it was uh it was just so interesting how it's just one of those questions that will stop you dead on your tracks and and realize that we we may have created all these concepts, and something feels like a problem that we've carried around, and we we've never really asked the direct question mm-hmm. of, okay, what what what's the problem, right? Like, what are we afraid is true if about us, about the world, about a certain circumstance playing out in a certain way? Like, what is it that we're afraid? Um, so, just just curious how that that occurred. To yeah. you, or, or where it kind of it, it it bubbled up for you?
1: Yeah, to me, it's an experience of going into the narrative that's old and repeating. So, I was uh, a while ago having uh, the the old narrative noticed, um, and uh, you know the the usual way this system dealt with that was to um, go into the body and relax and, you know, not really, it's just, it wasn't looked at. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the narrative, the story wasn't really looked at because I, I don't know why, because it's just a story, you know, all of that stuff. But I, I was laying there and suddenly I turned towards the story and it wasn't very clear the narrative, but it just, a, thought bubbled in and said, what are you afraid is true here? What are you afraid is true about yourself here in this narrative? And suddenly all these little bubbles started popping up. I'm afraid I'm a fraud. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. I'm afraid I'm not worthy. I mean, you know, the usual, but they were so clear and so succinct that the moment they came in, to answer that inquiry, they popped, completely dissolved. Mm-hmm. The whole thing released. The whole story shriveled up and, and dissolved. And that that inquiry of what, what am I afraid is true here is, is very powerful because we are so it's very it can be very hard to look at what these stories are saying and then and instead kind of just just constrict and resist away from their atmosphere that feels so off so this is kind of an a doorway into um allowing them to dissolve to be seen because when you say it out loud What you're, what you're afraid might be true, it has a power to reveal the ridiculousness of a thought. You're not worthy. What? What does that even mean? No, I mean it just it 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 dissolves the, the costume around a thought, and it reveals it to be nothing, absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, I love this, and the. There's an Alan Watts quote um, that I'll paraphrase, but but it's really around this, and it's looking at things directly. and And he makes such a good point. He says the only the only material reality that a ghost has is your fear of it, and when you turn your back, that's the height of its reality. Yes, because you're not looking at it. Yes. So he says, if you wanna if you want to fight that ghost, you got to walk right through it and see just how immaterial That's it right. really is. And yeah, I, it's just so interesting that this has become for a lot of people and, and we do it in, in big and small ways is that just a slight resistance mm-hmm. to um, to looking at something because we're afraid it's true increases its reality in our lives it's its relevance in our life and it's just a very simple way of looking straight at yeah. it and um I I had I started having this type of experience with with reclamation work you know whatever you want to call it um exposed through uh Peter Koenig he focuses on this and um I really enjoyed his his take it's a bit it can be a bit Um, bizarre sometimes just the way that that he flips things and in the words that he uses but um, basically an example of this reclamation work is when you have something come up like that and and then you ask that question what am I afraid is true about me for example and you say I'm afraid I'm selfish and instead of sitting with the, oh I'm so selfish and I'm look, letting your brain give you all the examples for why you're selfish. You just almost, um, you know, just cut that process by saying something like, I'm selfish and that's sexy. Or (laughs) uh, I am sexy and, or I am selfish and that is awesome. Or, and just really take, because it's
1: just words. Yeah, yeah. It disarms the whole thing. It really disarms it.
0: Yeah and and what I what doing that in that way that that can be a bit bizarre but definitely playful you have to be in a playful mood to engage in that it was the first time that i realized that reclaiming reclamation work has nothing to do about like about what's true mm-hmm. it has nothing to do about finding our true identity it's dissolving what it's not and right. what you're reclaiming is not the concept. It's not saying, yes, I am selfish or yes, I am these bad things that come up. It's that reclaiming the experiencing of that in a moment. Yeah. In this moment, I felt and I identified as the one who is selfish. And when you reclaim that energy of that moment is just being with yourself fully in that Mm -hmm. present. And that seems to be the process of dissolving it or the first step into it dissolving is that fully seeing and being with it.
1: Yes. And I think the point you just made about it's not about if something's true or not. That... I think if there's a fear of something, it's the fear that it's either true or false. Mm -hmm. So what am I afraid is true is a little bit of a red herring for the mind because what we discover is it's not about if it's true or not. It's about revealing the what the fear has been kind of um, obscuring. Which is nothing, which is a thought, which can't, and that's how you reveal it. So if we play into the fact that fear is looking for a truth or an untruth, we go into that and ask, okay, so what am I afraid is true? And it's not like something is, is proven untrue. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like the whole house of cards falls down. It's got nothing to do with if it's true or not, but that's that's like our little entryway in. And this, this whole conversation reminds me of a few episodes back, we talked about arrows, when we shoot arrows and they start coming back our way. Mm-hmm. There's another quote from Michael Markham. It says, for those compelled by their nature to seek, it's fun to play around with these ideas until they start to strike a little too close to home. Very few are willing to push their most foundational beliefs to the center of the table when the game gets serious. They may or may not, there may or may not come a point in which they are driven to go all in. And even if they win, they lose everything they never had. So to go all in in this context would be to ask and inquire into a repeating old narrative. Look straight at it, reclaim it, bring it in. what am I afraid is true here? And like he says at the end of this quote, you lose everything you never had, yeah and you know when I think of
0: of examples of this it 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 kind of unravels something and and in the last episode, we talked about three, the the dream fatigue right and it's when there's shadows stacked on shadows and and we start feeling the 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 weight of of living in those concepts and this this is part of that process of of seeing what what are the concepts that we're basing we seem to be basing our lives on and and Simple, it's like a relationship, you know, with a family member that's become problematic or or heavy, and we need to put boundaries. And we have this resistance to how to articulate and how to communicate a boundary, and then we go back and forth, and we make this whole production because now the this person is very real and the boundaries is very real and our needs around that are very real and then when you ask yourself okay what, where is this tension coming from okay it's coming from this approaching this person what am I afraid is true I'm afraid this person um is going to um ignore me what am I afraid is true what if I am ignored what is what is it? What am I afraid is true about that? And it's like that I'm not worthy of attention. And what am I afraid is' true there that i'm I'm invisible? And you just start unraveling, and all of a sudden, you will hit the absurd. yes, <laughs> <laughs> And that's what's fascinating about because yeah. it's, it, it's and it has this this energy to it as you keep asking and asking, yeah. and you will hit. A point of absurd absurdity which is that release where mm-hmm. you'll say it out loud or you'll write it or you'll feel it and your whole system will go
1: what? Yeah the <laughs> ridiculousness of it and it's that's revealing ridic- the conceptual yeah. nature of it the, yeah. the concepts um, that we think life is based on yeah. like worth mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you as you unravel uh, a A stack of shadows. The one right, right above the ridiculous is, I'm not worthy, Mm -hmm. and this whole concept of worth. What even is that? Like, why for the big one? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you went all in with that one. I went all in. All the (laughs) chips are in. So worth, you know. You're worthy yeah. or you're not worthy. Where did that even come from? I mean, is it, a, I guess it's a word to try to describe a feeling of unease or insecurity. And those are words too. I mean, really, what, where did, where did this search for worthiness begin? Yeah. I think right next to that
0: one is safety. Mm-hmm. The idea that, oh, I'm, I'm not safe. But you're not right yeah. it was, it, right like it, yeah. arguably we're not yeah. um so just really seeing and that's why it hits that like oh the concept itself makes no sense that the all this is arising out of the concept of worthiness which is not a real thing in the wild nothing yeah. we don't look at trees determine their worth and consider how worthy they are of existing in
1: our experience. And and we are part of that. Yeah. I guess the self idea that, that emerges as a hologram. It's, it's made up of the idea of worth to try to, um, because I mean, if, if I'm here going through a world that I need to navigate the implication of that is i need to be worthy of navigating it i need to be worthy of being in the world what I need to earn my keep yeah. in this world yes i need to be productive mm-hmm. and it's so funny to to unravel that and see how ridiculous and how utterly obvious these are learned concepts that have no uh solidity, no existence. Existence meaning they they don't exist apart from the thought that they are. Yeah. And and what I have found
0: in doing this line of inquiry is that there is an incredible amount of energy, for lack of better word or concept for it, that is... um, is bound in these identities, and as we question them and investigate them, that seems to be released in in this creative freedom where we are unbound by these concepts or ideas or expectations that we've had of ourselves. As you know, we're this person that shows up a certain way, or um, because that was based in that core fear that, that we weren't seeing directly. And I just find something so beautifully freeing in this process
1: of identifying what we're not. Yes. It's an untethering, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It it clips the, the tethers that were that we thought were attached to something real, <laughs> first of all. Mm-hmm. The, the the idea of who I am and the fluidity of the idea of who I am is ultimately insecure because it's fluid. It's always changing. It cannot be grasped and pinned down. And that's beautiful. When you see that that's not a mistake, that it's the nature of ideas to not be tethered down, to be allowed to fly away and um, morph and change and the fear surrounding that dissolves away when we when we look right at what what am i afraid is true about myself in this situation or in this thought in this narrative mm-hmm. in this illusion
0: there's a there's another quote by carl jung where he says neurosis is always a substitute for legitimate suffering and that was really interesting to me to think about that as you unravel what i would call the, the neurosis part to, to speak in in that language um which is that in that example of boundaries like oh i don't want to have this conversation what if i have it today no i'm going to put it off and you know that it eats up your bandwidth right that neurosis that's very um active and and draining and it's a, it's a um substitute for investigating where that legitimate suffering is coming from, which is the false concept at the heart of it, which is in that example, as we we talk through it, the concept of being worthy. And when when we investigate and look at those things directly, there there is a bit of there could be grief mm-hmm. in letting those concepts go. And, and we talked about this when we talked about the burn pile, mm-hmm. right? And that that is very different than that neurotic suffering yeah. that's draining that that is the the living um the moment to moment experience that that looks very different.
1: It's it not could be abs- happiness it yeah. Could be joy,
0: yeah, it, sorry, it's not an abstract dis- yes. uh, distraction, thank you, yeah, that's exactly it yeah. right. It, it goes it moves away from the abstraction of the concepts into. The heart of the the concept itself
1: that can then be uh, investigated directly, and then released, dissolved, seen to be nothing.
0: Yeah, and that's I think that's part of the fascinating part of this is that there when when things are seen so clearly in their absurdity. There's nothing that we need to do about it. They they let us go. We don't let anything go. That we don't have to work at resisting them less. Or
1: it, they just let us go. And that is that, the doing. Yeah. The seeing is the doing. There's nothing else left. Yeah. So one one thing that that I I want to close with is that
0: there there has been so much beauty in this investigation for me personally and and th- this has a flavor or or a tint of um shadow work which you know a lot of people have have gone through and and some people find a lot of value in I have personally and what I found in this investigation of of these concepts that can seem dark or hidden, there's just so much beauty in these areas of our lives that that we've tended to resist or shut down. And it tends to be, in my experience, in my experience working with clients, a huge fountain of creativity Mm -hmm. of our work in the world with ourselves with our direct surroundings because we're not in the abstract this yes. this brings us to this moment in ourselves in our lives and everything that surrounds us so I just want to make um the um the argument for this being incredibly powerful work uh, that impacts so many areas of our lives and and it's not work it's inquiry and, yes. and it's <laughs> naturally yeah. Yeah. um and and once you see the the feeling of it um, I'm, I'm, i think you'll 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 move towards it you'll dance towards it versus making this be another task another to do so i'll I'll close with one of my favorite rumi quotes forget safety live where you fear to live destroy your reputation be notorious this has been the Wonderland Podcast. If you'd like to explore further with Amanda or Alex, visit Amanda's website at uncoveryspace.com or Alex's website at coaching.com